guys, welcome to another edition of Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Sarah Benincasa. <laughs> and I'm Marcus Parks, very much enjoying that you've been able to work the word fuck in a, the first sentence of every single show for at least the past six episodes. I can't stop doing it. It's great. I, like I it love so it. so much. I feel, maybe it's a, like a weird homage to Marin or something, because he's always like, hey, what the fuckers? What Could the be. Fuck fa-? But I just, honestly... It's not an artistic choice. <laughs> it's not even really a conscious choice. No. It's just what happens. Well, I am here hanging out. My name is Sarah Benincasa. I'm at twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. That is Marcus Parks at twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. We are at facebook.com slash sex and other human activities where there's a lot of fun stuff for you to check out and get involved. It's, it's a growing little community of people who enjoy sex and other human activities. Mm-hmm. And Marcus, how how are you doing? As if I don't know. Uh, so happy that I think I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You are. <laughs> but not because you're happy. It's yeah. just that we're all going to die. I mean, soon. It's one of those things where, like, right now, it's, uh, uh, well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and reveal it to the listeners. Reveal. Big reveal. I got a, I got a girlfriend. Yay! <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I've, I'm the technical director at the Creek here now. It's like, I've got my dream job. I've got the most badass girlfriend mm-hmm. in the entire fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just generally, my enemies are suffering. Yep. This is all what yeah. Marcus, Marcus texted. <laughs> Did this to me the other day, pretty much that verbatim. Yeah, that's and exactly. I was laughing. I was yeah, like, yeah. "That's amazing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah, life is just going great right now, and it's the better life gets, the more likely I think I am. I'm. It's like whenever I'm really depressed, I'm like, "Life is never going to end. It's just going to always be like this, and it's going to mm-hmm. be long and hard, and it's going to suck all the time." And I'm just. Ugh. And then whenever I'm extremely happy, I'm like, "I need to be careful when I'm crossing the road." Right. Like, I. I need to, like, I could possibly, I could die and I don't want to because this is so awesome. And I, I have can't something believe to live this is, for. I have something to live for. That's awesome. It's pretty great. Um, Marcus's girlfriend is really hot and she's really, like, just funny and, like, you just, very, very magnetic. She's a very magnetic person. And for uh, all of you UK listeners out there, she is uh, from England. She's foreign. She's and foreign. she's black and she's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a trifecta of things that you wouldn't ordinarily put together no. if you're like some dumb American white kid like I am. You'd be like, all right, black and British, Idris Elba, got it. Yeah. <laughs> black and Jewish, really? Maybe Sammy Davis Jr., but you wouldn't put them all together into one package yeah. and there is, it is and israeli jewish as well yeah and she speaks french doesn't she she speaks a five languages what? she speaks french hebrew and english fluently and can also speak um german and russian she's the kind of person that you would only meet in like you wouldn't even meet her in los angeles because she wouldn't be there because she's too smart of course you would meet her in london because she'd be like, oh, I'm just hanging out at the London School of Economics. P.S. I'm also British. Or yeah. you'd meet her in London, New York, or Berlin. Those are the only yeah. places where you would meet her. And she's a, a country bumpkin like me. We're both from the country, except I'm a Texas country guy. And she's a English country girl. And there's a, we were talking the other night. It's like, this makes no sense and all the sense all at the same time. I just want you to bring her home and explain the hogs to her. <laughs> because we were talking on our... Last podcast, our la- what was our last episode? 30? 30, yeah. Our last episode, episode 30, um, We our other human activity was how to deal with wild hogs overrunning your ranch. Mm-hmm. And because Marcus has experience with that, and there's a, there's an actual box that he calls the boo box, which is arranged as a trap for the hog. Just 
Yeah, I, Nikita and five languages, and being like, this is the hog trap. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> well, the world would explode. Well, she's seen the pictures. She's listen. She li- She listens to the show. She oh, loves yes. the show. Yeah, yeah. She was a fan of the show before we even started dating. She's got excellent taste. That she does. Now, where can everybody go? Because you had promised everybody that you would put up some pictures to illustrate episode thirty, where you can hear about Marcus's charming home life on a six thousand acre ranch full of wild hogs that will kill you, and rattlesnakes, and rattlesnakes that uh, will also kill you. I posted up a link on the uh, Sex and Other Human Activities Facebook page. Did you do like a uh, Flickr thing, or is it on your Facebook? It's on my Facebook oh, cool. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I did a photo album on Facebook. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash official Sarah Benincasa, and there are things there like a promotional stuff for my book, which is coming out shortly, and I'm starting to go crazy. Uh, starting to lose it because <laughs> my book is coming out. February 14th. So those of you who are kind and generous enough to pre-order it, uh, it will be appearing soon, whether it's delivered to you or um, I believe what happens if you order it on for your Nook or your Kindle is that it just pops up that, that very day, which is neat. It just appears, when, you know. So if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, um, there's a few ways you can do it. You can just go on Amazon, IndieBound, Powell's, Barnes & Noble, whatever, and you can order it. Um, you can do that. You can pre-order it there. Uh, or if you want to, you go to a store and ask them for it. And there is uh, on February 16th at Housing Works Bookstore, there's going to be a release party. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, of which both of us will be there. It's at 7 p.m., right? It is at 7 p.m. Yeah. Thursday, February 16th. If you are in New York City, please come to the release party for my book, Agora Fabulous. Listen, I'm paying for an open bar for the first hour. Mm. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. And you know what? It's The price is per person. So I am. I want to buy you personally alcohol is what's happening here. I want to bankrupt myself and personally buy you alcohol so that I have to ask my parents for help I know with I'll paying be doing, my taxes. I know I'll be doing my best to bankrupt you. <laughs> Woo! So I'm paying it's, 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 you know, it's per person. So, you know, you just come in, you get like a wristband or something. It is Thursday, February 16th, 2012. It is at Housing Works Bookstore, 126 Crosby Street here in New York, New York. Uh, very cool place. Housing Works Bookstore raises money to uh, to fight homelessness, particularly among the HIV-positive and AIDS-positive population. And so uh, when you go there, um, all the proceeds from this shindig are going to an awesome, awesome cause. So, you know, hooray. Pat on the back to me for being awesome. Oh, yeah. um, and also, you know, it's just an awesome place, and I want it to be impressive. And, uh, and and when you get there, you know, and so for the first hour, there's an open bar, and then for the second hour, you got to fucking pay. But while you're there, they keep the bookstore open, so if you see some books bookstore stuff that's awesome, you can buy it there and and fucking biggity-bam, you can buy my goddamn book. And there you go. You just donated some fucking money. I'd also recommend Housing Works the uh, 50 cent and dollar paperback rack. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, that's my favorite. Like, that, usually whenever I go into Housing Works, that's like, I go there and I go to the Supernatural section and that's it. Cool. And and I'm not sure. I, I will ask if you can use it as a tax write-off. I will ask if you keep your receipt because I'm, I'm not sure about it. But it is a nonprofit and uh, you're doing some good stuff. So that's going to be fun. And uh, go to sarahbenincasa.com slash the book for more information. We have a fun um, – it's, it's not a giveaway, but for – 
I think it's like 45 bucks or something if you want to pre-order it through my site. Normally, you know, it's I'll be honest, it's going to be cheapest on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You're going to be spending like 11 bucks for the electronic version, 15 bucks for the for the hard copy. Um, if you go to a brick and mortar store, you're probably going to be paying like 25 bucks. But I mean, the way the way I look at it is you know, like yeah, you can get it a cheaper on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or something like that, but it's cheaper by like a buck. You know, it's like it's like a dollar, maybe two cheaper. I'd say support your local stores, support the indie stores, support you know the places mm-hmm. where you're going to find like kind of the weirder stuff. Like that, that's that's my perspective on it. And if you want the in between, I love Powell's books. Powell's dot Powell's is awesome, and the brick and awesome. the brick and mortar Powell's is is overwhelming, so cool. overwhelmingly awesome. I'm re- I'm doing a reading there at Powell's on Hawthorne. They've got a few branches, um, and it's in Portland, Oregon, and basically works the same way that Amazon. Honor Barnes and Noble does, except that it, uh, they just do books. They don't have, you know, the DVDs and stuff, I don't think. No. Um, and they are real. Like, they are a real bookstore. <laughs> yeah. And they're in, they're independent, but they're successful independent. They franchise successfully in Portland. So um, that's that, for me, is a happy medium there, Powell's.com. But, uh, yeah, please fucking buy it. I would really like to be able to um, make lots of money. <laughs> it's a wonderful memoir and a tale of madness. And there's some sex in it, but the sex is really really, really awkward. <laughs> it includes an account of, of the most awkward one-night stand that I've ever had, uh, which is pretty fucking awkward. Yes, so, it is. It's very awkward. It's super-duper awkward. So, yeah. Oh, and, uh, hey, guess what, guys? We've got a sponsor. Yeah! Sexcuse-moi! Sexcuse-moi! Uh, I always forget the... It's Zay. French! <laughs> Sexcusemois.com is uh, the number one place for classy and sophisticated people to buy classy and sophisticated sex toys. Fuck yeah. Yeah, where you can go to a site and you won't have to uh, go visit one of the creepy places on 6th Avenue and uh, have a a foreigner stare at your tits the Mm -hmm, entire time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and wink at you. Yeah, that's weird. Seductively. And then you get excited and then you're like, I don't want to fuck you. (laughs) But then you do it anyway, right? They they lip lick their lips a lot. I hate that. I hate a foreign who licks a lip. (laughs) Don't even. I also hate an American who licks a lip. You know what? I think it's grosser if an American does it because I feel like the foreigns, it's in their culture. But if you do that in the United States, you know that you were not raised that way. You were not raised to lick your lips at people. You know how, I mean, I don't lick my lips at people, Mm -hmm. but you know how bad I want to lick my lips right now? Just do it. Just do it. It's fine. I'm going to drink this. I won't lick you. I did it. Mm, I just drank some delicious coffee that Marcus's girlfriend gave me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I paid for it, but yeah, she, yeah, did, yeah. she provided it to me, um, along with a delicious donut hole. And by the way, so excuse moi, you get 20% off if at checkout you use the code Sarah, S-A-R-A. And they've been getting a nice little nice little bump in visitors from this very podcast. So kick ass, you guys. Thank you for, you know, the different ways you can support the podcast because, you know, it's free and shit. Um, and we can use all the help we can get are as follows. You can buy my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go to sexcusezemois.com and use the code S-A-R-A at checkout for 20% off. That makes us look good. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes them like us, and that's nice. Um or what, what's the other thing that they can do? I, one more thing that you can do to not necessarily support – well, I mean you indirectly support this podcast mm-hmm. uh, through this. Uh, this will – if you're listening to this uh, after – anytime after January 12th, 
Mm-hmm. So starting uh, or anytime after January 14th, 14th, you can go to Kickstarter.com, the Creek in the Cave, uh, CreekLIC.com. Uh, we're starting a Kickstarter campaign. We did a lot of badass remodeling to our theater, but we want to do more and uh, we want to get the word out about the Creek. Uh, we we want to buy a marquee. We want to make sure everybody in New York City knows that this is the absolute best place in, I'm going to go ahead and say the world. The world. To see comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, the Creek is like the coolest place in the world and so supportive. Supportive of artists and, of course, supportive of everything we do. If it wasn't for the Creek in the Cave, you wouldn't be listening to this right now. Well, yeah, I think it really does directly support this podcast because it's what we're doing is making sure that like um, the home that we are in is profitable and so that we can we can stay here. Because if the place you know isn't profitable, uh, it will get taken away and, and put somewhere magical. I, it's not an imminent danger of that, but no, like not at all. I'm just trying to say that that this would. It, it's basically like sending money to this awesome kick-ass place that really everybody in the community gets to use a lot for free in addition to like the for-profit stuff you pay for like delicious food which is reasonably priced yes um tons of free comedy shows here tons of free podcasts coming out of here so in return it would be nice to throw some coin at the creek um in order to make sure that we you know we still have this awesome home to do our thing i mean how many places in the world are like, hey, I'm a restaurant. I'm also a bar. No, oh, I'm also a comedy theater where 95%, more than 95% of the shows 99%. are... 99%. 99% of the shows are completely free. Uh, space for artists. Awesome stuff happens here. Oh, hey, and then guess what? Also, um, sure, Marcus Parks, uh, I, Rebecca, this is a bad Rebecca impression. <laughs> she doesn't talk like this at all. No. I will uh, have you build a studio and do uh, launch a podcast network, cavecomedyradio.com in that studio out of the Creek in the Cave, creeklic.com. Why not? Anyway, it's fucking cool. So, yeah, uh, yeah go to creeklic.com. Check it out. And this will be, uh, this episode is going to be coming out on the uh, 13th. And Ooh. if you're listening to it on the 13th or on the 14th uh, before 7 p.m. Uh, or before 10.30 p.m., actually, me and you are doing Sex and Other Human Activities live at the Creek Holy in the Cave. Holy balls! Because we're doing a really, a huge marathon show where we're having all of the best shows at the Creek in the Cave do 30-minute sets each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing it live at 10.30 p.m. Uh, that's 1093 Jackson Avenue uh, in Long Island City, Queens, off of the 21st Van All Street stop on the G train and the Jackson stop on the 7. One yeah. stop outside of Manhattan. It's I know gonna we're doing. Well, awesome. It's going to be rad. I know we're doing a lot of pimping at the start of this episode, but that's because we have some. We you know we we have to we have to find a way to keep a roof over our heads too, and it's very important. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, come out. If you're listening to this and it happens to be January 13th, come hang out with us. It's January 14th. January 14th. No, wait. Our event is on the 14th? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's on Saturday. Yes. Right. Yes. No, I know. I have it written down. Yes. I just forgot yes. for a second. That's yes. That's what, what I'm here for. Yes. Yes. Do you want to get some letters? Yeah. Let's... Yeah, you know what? Why don't we start by talking about another human activity? All right, because cool. we, we'll we'll do the we'll talk about the other human activity is foreplay. Then we'll talk about sex, and we've got some letters to get to from you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, you know what? I am going to get to one thing first though, because I feel like people are going to give a shit about this actually, and I do too. Uh, update update from episode thirty, right? That's when we talked to Archie. Yep. Our boy Archie was uh, banging his ex, and she was in turn uh, banging a dude. Who was married. Who was married. Um, I guess the dude had led her to believe that he was divorced, mm-hmm. but uh, it turns out he, Archie found out the dude wasn't. He was, you know, just playing around on the side. Archie found himself with the case of the gons, mm-hmm. the gonorrhea and chlamydia, both of which are treatable, thank goodness. 
Oh, the clippity clap. <laughs> I, th- I think they're. I think it's treatable with antibiotics. I'm it not. Is. Yeah, and so he. I know. No, Marcus's dick has been down. <laughs> Chlamydia Lane. It's been downhearted, baby. Yeah, I mean, oy vey. So, I'm just thinking about. Hey, I'm dicks. the one that's supposed to be starting the Jewish stuff. Oh yeah, that's true. No. You, you're gonna Jew out pretty soon. You're gonna be like, oy vey, pippity pippins pop. Like you're gonna <laughs> talk in some kind of weird British Jewish hybrid slang. Um. So, uh, yeah, anyway. So Archie gets this. He's not having sex with anybody else, so he knows it. he got it, must have gotten it from the ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Tells her. She's like, eh, what? We were, he, he wrote to us and was like, what do I do? This means she clearly got it from this dude. She's going to freak out. Also, like, what do I do? Blah, blah. So, you know, we're there for our boy Archie. And he emailed us. He's awesome. He listened to the episode, and he emailed us back. Told my ex about the infections, and she went to the doctor. She has called several times to talk, and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with her. The guy who infected her is still claiming he isn't infected, and is waiting for a better time to tell his wife that he doesn't want to be with her, but he still wants to be with my ex when he can get away. What a fucking redneck trailer trash soap opera. <laughs> oh, Archie. You know, Archie, I think at this point you got to wash your hands of it and just tell your ex-wife, like, baby, I... This is your business now. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, whatever you want to do with your life is what you want to do with your life. I love you, but hey, we're not banging anymore mm-hmm. um, because I do not want to get reinfected with creepy crawlies. And B, uh, you know, I, I, I hope you get out of this relationship. But as Marcus well knows from giving me much advice that I've ignored, <laughs> I pay attention to 75% of it. 25% of it I ignore. Yes. Because I enjoy shooting myself in the foot and in the butthole. Um <laughs> You can't make somebody get out of a relationship or an entanglement that that they don't want to. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, she's she's getting something out of her entanglement with this guy, even though you know he's a big old liar. She has evidence that he's a liar, but you know she want he's filling some need that she has. He's mm-hmm. nurturing something in her soul or in her body or whatever. And you know Archie. You gotta, you gotta work on just like hanging out by yourself or with your boys or like finding some nice gals who aren't with a married man and don't have chlamydia and gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, really, all it is is your ex-wife sounds. I mean, it, it sounds like she's she's needy. If she's banging both you and a married dude and doesn't give a fuck that the guy is married, or I'm sure she gives a fuck, but it, obviously she it's not a deal breaker for her. Mm-hmm. And she's also banging Archie as well. Uh, then it sounds like she just I don't know likes attention. Mm-hmm. She's it sounds like she doesn't like to be alone. Doesn't like to be lonely. Uh, so you know what? Let the other dude handle it. Yeah, that's not not your responsibility. You're not married to her anymore. Archie, let me tell you something. I'm a needy bitch, and <laughs> not I'm not needy in the way that I'm like, tell me I'm pretty, tell me I'm pretty, buy me things. Like it's not needy like that. Um, but I am afraid of being alone, so I go from dude to dude to dude, as if it, uh, to quote a. Uh, a Florence and the Machine song, lover to lover to lover to lover to lover to lover. <laughs> and that's, I'm not talking about like a short period of time. I'm talking about since I was like 15 years old and I'm 31 now. I've known you for five years and I have never known you to not be romantically entangled in some way or another. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got some problems, <laughs> but, but so I, I, um, I empathize with where your ex is at because I get it. Like, I think she and I probably are similar in certain ways, um, but 
that that is so extreme like her she's got an extreme case of something mm. i mean i've got some issues with the self-esteem but she must have really intense ones because i mean she's willing to stay with somebody who pretty clearly gave her an std like holy shit man that's that's not just i mean that's your health that's her fertility her ability to have kids one day that's a lot of things like she i feel sorry for her because while while empathizing with her on some level i also feel sorry for her because i'm like holy shit like that's your that's your health well i think the biggest issue here isn't the fact that he gave her an std because as we said on the last episode there is a possibility that he didn't know that he had it uh oh yeah i don't think he did it on purpose he didn't he didn't do it on purpose but the fact that he doesn't apologize for it and he does the fact that he doesn't own up to it that is fucked he's trying to pin it on somebody else he's probably tried to pin it on archie maybe it's just so nuts and it's like oh my god and let me tell you do not uh what a twisted twisted situation i mean you know if you're with somebody who's with somebody else it's such a bad scene and they're not going to leave the other person like that's sort of the whole thing Mm -hmm. you have to go into it knowing that like if you make the choice to be with somebody who's with somebody else you need to be like okay um, I'm doing this for whatever self-destructive fucked up reason, and I know that they're not going to leave the person they're with. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's the oldest piece of wisdom ever. Mm-hmm. If it does happen, it's an accident, and it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, I would have to wonder if any relationship that started that way, like, how could you trust in that relationship? Like, for example, how could every, anyone ever get into a relationship with Newt Gingrich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Callista. <laughs> Don't you worry? <laughs> I know you got the had the Tiffany's line of credit, $500,000. That's awesome. Yeah. But don't you worry or are you are you okay with that like maybe you're okay with it see that's been my one of my top roles in relationships or just in general just like hooking even like hooking up with someone like no strings attached or whatever but of course no strings attached is a bullshit term oh it so is always strings attached mm-hmm. don't let anybody tell like hey you want to like fuck like no strings attached no that doesn't happen mm-hmm. that's like humans aren't wired there's for gonna that. be strings you gotta just accept the strings yeah you just say if you're okay with the strings then by all means go for it Mm -hmm. but if you're if you go into it thinking that there are no consequences for sex then you're not you're you're just delusional Mm -hmm. um but one of my biggest roles is never ever get anywhere near involved with someone who is in a committed relationship whether it just be dating or or whether it's just a, a boyfriend or or a husband or something like that if she's got anything like that I'm not going anywhere near it. Because That's why you're a good man. It's not worth. Well, it's not worth the headache. I mean, it's no, just it's it just sucks. not it's just not worth it. It's it's complications in my. I got enough fucking complications in my life to deal with. I got enough shit going on in my own head that I got to take care of without mm-hmm. having to deal with someone else's bullshit. Having to deal with the, like the guilt aspect too is so intense. Like I don't know about you, but when I feel guilty, I get nervous diarrhea, <laughs> and I just cannot be shitting. Like no one is worth. They may be such a nice person, best person in the world, but they're not worth me pooping out of my butthole all the time. No. Because just, it's messy. <laughs> it's stinky. It's weird. When I get, I often bookend relationships with diarrhea because I'll be <laughs> nervous and excited about the start and then nervous and excited about the end, like in yeah. a sadder way. Yeah. And uh, so I just get nervous diarrhea and it's like, I'm going to probably lose weight at the start, right before relationship starts and then right at the end too. You know, I do. I love that you have happy and sad diarrhea. I do. <laughs> 
my it is a thing from my family where we just react through the gut and I definitely do. I might have some later just because I had this delicious coffee which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So Archie like I definitely I kind of I feel for like several people in this situation because I've I have not with like marriage but I have been in the position of several people in this relationship and Marcus has been in the position of getting STDs mm-hmm. that were in this relationship yes. so between me and Marcus we've got it covered <laughs> we understand everything that's going on and it just kind of sucks but Archie you're actually the the, the luckiest one yeah because you're the one who stands to lose the least from this. And I think you know that. Yeah, he definitely knows that. And he's already on his way to yeah. I mean, I think I think he's on his way to on his way to accepting it. Hasn't quite fully accepted it yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I and I know, you know, I know from from experience that uh, and you know from experience as well that if you're in a long committed relationship with a person, if it ends well, mm-hmm. and relationships can end well. Like, they absolutely can end well. Uh, You still have, no matter what, a a deep bond with that person. Oh, my God. That person's still your friend. You have a deep bond with them. uh, And you have to be prepared. If you're going to cut this off, you have to be prepared to lose a friend. And that sucks, especially if it's a friend that you're very close to. You know, all of us have a a friend that we have that's unhealthy. You know, that Mm. even though we love them and we, you know, want to talk to them, we want them in our lives, but they just shouldn't be there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just subtly slipping shit in there. Just kind of, just subtly, just, just kind of slipping it in. Marcus just <laughs> delicately slipping it in, pointing something out to me that I know. I'm like, oh, I know. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. But just be Got prepared a few for of those. that. It's going to suck. You're going to lose a friend. But, uh, and maybe... Thing, you can pick things back up with her later on in life. But right now, uh, she is unhealthy for you. She uh, is – this isn't about you. This is about her. Uh, and it's, you need to let her figure this out. And it's probably hard because part of her appeal is probably the – there is an appeal to to – somebody said to me the other day – They were like, you have a fragility about you. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I am not fragile. But I thought about it and was like, oh, actually, like, I've had nervous breakdowns Mm -hmm. and breaking. Things that are fragile can break. There is an appeal to, I think, for some guys who, for a lot of guys, because you're raised to be fixers and doers and taking care of others. Mm -hmm. There is an appeal to a woman who's a bit fragile. Yeah. Um, But... You know, I've been thinking a lot about about uh, the Great Gatsby lately because I'm I'm working on a project that's based on it, and there's this you know fragility to to Gatsby's great love Daisy Faye Buchanan who. Um, there's this fragility to her that's so appealing to him and appealing to other men, but she's also very manipulative, mm-hmm. and she uses that fragility to manipulate and. It is possible to do that. Like, I try not to be a horrible, manipulative person, but I am sometimes, and we all are. And yeah. your your girl, your ex, it's I don't just, think she's trying. Nature. Yeah, I don't no. think she's trying to be manipulative, but she kind of is being that way because or, – or rather, the fact that you love her and still care about her is, like, 
controlling you right now and manipulating you into being more there for her than you probably should be i know that uh, i know where he is where he is right now he wants to be the hero he wants to be the guy that saves the day and the guy that makes everything better Mm -hmm. Uh, because he sounds like a good guy yeah you know he wants to make everything better You, you can't Got great taste in podcasts, though. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so good luck, Archie, and keep us updated, because we'll keep everybody else updated. By the way, if you uh, have a question for us, if you're wondering, like, where do these magical emails get sent to yield such wisdom? Um, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. That's S-A-R-A at SarahBenincasa.com. All right. So this is from, please don't use my name, thanks. <laughs> what should we call him? Uh, let's call him uh, um, Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> I thought you were going to say gay something. And I was like, but he's not. Let's call think. him gay Watt. I don't think he's gay. No. Gay- Gabriel. 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 It's an angel. Yes. <laughs> Whee! Okay. We've read the Bible. <clears throat> Sarah and Marcus, I've been a big fan of the show since somebody introduced me to it at the end of August, and I marathoned through all the episodes as fast as I could. You know what's funny about our I love our fans so much? Um, but, like, when people start listening to the show they get to episode 19 where i was having a nervous breakdown Mm -hmm. and like and and i'm not minimizing it like it was shitty like if you want to hear the authentic sounds of someone in pain go to episode 19 and jerk (laughs) off um if the girl's tears and genuine friendship make you happy that you might like that episode but people will get to it and I, i'll get emails from people that are like i hope you're doing better <laughs> or they'll they'll think it would like they just listen to it so it feels like it's right now yeah. to them um and like i can't listen to it because i find it too upsetting and i don't i don't lis- re-listen to our stuff very often because mm. you know i already know what happens yeah um so like spoiler spoiler but Sometimes people will still write to me and be like, are you okay? And it's really nice. And I'm like, yes, that was, I think we did that in August and it's January when we're recording this. So Mm -hmm. um, doing better. Still, you know, still making stupid choices sometimes, but. uh, You're making less stupid choices than you were. Yeah. And also I'm just like, like the stupidest choice was like, oh, I guess I just won't take my meds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big one. (laughs) Making less stupid choices. That right there, there were, there's like six choices involved in that one choice. Correct. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Yes. Though I may have an actual question in the near future, this is more of a comment because I just wanted to let you know how much I like the show and how much it's meant to me. I was going through some depression when I started listening to the show, and it started getting worse, though not yet to the point of needing medication around that time. But I didn't initially realize what it was. I hadn't had a whole lot of experience with depression that lasted more than a few days and was not tied to a specific event, and this was much more persistent and vague. I can pretty much say with certainty that 90% of the credit for me getting help in time goes to you guys for having those really open and honest discussions of your mental health situations and symptoms. I just kept thinking at first that I was only having normal anxieties about my professional life and my personal life, but before long I was having panic attacks. It helped so much to hear other people were going through similar stuff that it wasn't my fault and that it was important to get help in time. After a couple months of professional counseling and such and reaching out to a few trusted friends and family members to actually admit I was having problems, I managed to get my life together and get back on the right track instead of letting everything spiral downward. I've been feeling much better for a while now and I know to seek help earlier next time I start having problems and I pulled out of my dive friends are surprised to hear me sounding so chipper every day after a bummer of a year well that is awesome That's so great that makes us feel amazing and for other people that are kind of in the same uh, situation as him where you you're not sure what's going on like that's that's what depression is it's a vague 
feel the way I describe it is it's a vague feeling of dread. Yeah. Like where it's just this dread that you have that you don't know. And I think that dread for, for me, the dread is what leads leads to the panic attacks. Mm-hmm. You know? I think like, so sometimes. Yeah. It's a sense of dread and impending doom. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. Nothing at all. Like if you're standing in if you're standing in the middle of the highway and you have a sense of impending doom, <laughs> that's just your correct human instincts. But if you're walking through life all the time feeling that way, look, you're right that some bad things are gonna happen. You're gonna get sick sometimes people you love are gonna get sick people will die etc etc but if you're like it's like you're waiting for god to strike you down or something like that's that's something else that's Mm -hmm. you know you need to examine your beliefs and 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 you know sometimes it's sometimes it's your brain chemistry sometimes it's your belief system sometimes it's both um and I think it can be really advantageous to talk to a counselor about that stuff btw oh wait no I gotta finish this and then I'll talk about abilify um (laughs) Plus, not long after I started recovering and feeling happy and energetic consistently, I met an incredible girl who has brightened my life even more. Don't worry. She and I are taking things relatively slowly for now to focus on emotional and intellectual relationship building first. We're also having very mature discussions about intimacy and comfort levels before we start on any of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I know this is approach This approach is good for me to make sure I'm definitely doing okay before things get really serious, but I'm sure I'll have some questions for you guys on the other side of the show's dual mission down the line. In the meantime, while my lady and I are being classy and upstanding citizens, together i just wanted to send my heartfelt thanks for your help and good work on mental health issues in addition to the more fun stuff i'm not the type of person who would have thought i'd like this show so much but it was very important to me over the past few months keep it up thank you so much oh gabriel yay that's awesome dude it sounds like you're i could like take some cues from you like you sound like a smart motherfucker you really does say oh man you're you're just fine. Yeah, jeez. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right, maybe you should host this show. Uh, <laughs> by the way, go to creeklic.com. <laughs> Learn more. Um, cool, man. Yeah. That just makes us feel good. You know, I've got, uh, got an update as well from a question we answered last week. I got an update from Gay Teen. Oh, Gay Teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, here's what he says uh, Marcus and Sarah. Hello. The advice was helpful. I really didn't know that I came across so gay on Facebook. Most people don't believe here. I was uh, totally the joke that you said about the guy saying you want a pussy, but people believe me wholeheartedly. I guess I was good at it. I'll tell you what, dude. I have, like, cross-country gaydar. Yeah, Marcus can feel it. Marcus made out with a guy once. No, a few times. A few times? Yeah. Like like that that same night or multiple nights? Multiple nights, multiple guys. Yeah. Mark, really? I thought yeah. you just made out with one guy. No. Remember when um, your brother was listening to the show and he found that out? Yeah, and he, he was like, I don't think you should be telling people that. <laughs> but he loved you anyway. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and I like how I explained it. He was like, all right, that's fun. That's fun. He's like, I wouldn't tell people, but uh, you know what? Marcus but, queered off in like a David Bowie, Mick Jagger, 1970s way. Like yeah, Marcus is bit. just so horny that he was like, let's see how this works. That's pretty much all it was. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, let's see where else I can put my dick. Exploring. Yeah. And then I started thinking about like dude butts, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Ugh. My friend texted no. me today and she goes, have you ever had anal sex? In the middle of the day, she texts me. Mm-hmm. P.S. In the, in the middle of the day. P.S. She's a doctor. <laughs> texts me from the hospital where she works. Have you ever had butt sex? I'm like, yeah. And it's gross. And I explained to her in detail why it's gross. And she was like, ew. And I was like, what did you expect me to say? Oh, it's awesome. It's really clean. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gross. You put, you have somebody shoot material that they manufacture in their ball sack 
up into your asshole where you poop out of, yeah. mixes together with whatever maybe caked on the side, uh, and then it comes the fuck out. Yeah. And it's nasty. Yeah. That's well, called Santorum for a reason. Yeah. Well, you... You didn't prep right. Well, if you're not wearing a condom, is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, you gotta you gotta prep right. Yeah, because you can't go in there with a well, full you can, of poop. No, I mean you can like it's not even like a full of poop. Like I know gay dudes sometimes will will like prep by like you know shooting water up in their buttholes mm-hmm. to clean it out. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that because I had never thought like to talk talk to someone about it. Well, I know uh, myself. I know a lot about porn, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, I know the the types of things the ladies go through before a big anal scene. Oi. Yeah. Gross. Woof. This episode is one of the 10,000 reasons why I can never run for public office. <laughs> oh, yeah. And probably... Uh, can never teach high school, even though I have a master's degree in teaching high school. Uh, unless it's like a really, I would question the character of the school that would hire me at this point, because I would be a great teacher, but goddamn. However, if you're a university, you should definitely hire me one day to be a professor, because I would like to be a professor one day. Oh, shit. I just realized that I've completely fucked up my backup plan. What was that? My backup plan was to be a high school history teacher. Yeah, not happening. No, not happening. Fuck. Not happening, Mr. Parks. All right, that's fine. Let's Whatever. change your name. Shit's going fine. Yeah. All right. Out the butthole. Continuing the letter. I already had a trial run of coming out when I told my family I was an atheist. Mother was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm sure she said that. Uh. Just tell her her she's being punished by Satan for all her misdeeds. That's the only way she's going to believe it. Of course. But I don't know how she will react to the telling people I was gay. The weird thing is that my mom's mom is and always has been okay with gays. It's just my mom. Uh, He's from blank Texas, in case you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He says it's a rich suburb of heavy Republicans with a small town kind of feel, but connected to the world. The kids at my school are all okay with the gayness, even hardcore Christians, and everyone who isn't okay is taken care of by my newfound army of gay acceptance. Fucking awesome. That's awesome. The parents haven't found out. It'll probably not get to him unless a crazy explosion uh, of screaming about being gay comes from me. He was in crisis mode. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I'm going to tell my father and then ask him what to do. I can't tell my mother by myself. My mother is not a crazy closed minded person. She's from the north and her mother is a strong foreigner from the Caribbean. I knew that's what the case was. Like, I, I don't know why, but like I completely... Caribbean people will kill a gay person. Oh, yeah. There's a, I got a friend from uh, Jamaica, Kevin Barnett from the Mm -hmm. Roundtable of Gentlemen, uh, who's a well-known homosexual. (laughs) No, he is not! He is so straight! Oh, no, he's a well-known homosexual. Uh, And be sure, uh, everyone, to go on his Facebook page page and tell him how gay he is. He's so straight. He's so gay. Uh, I feel like Kevin will be like, Marcus, like, because he speaks in kind of a like a a slow, very deliberate fashion, and he's very, very funny. I feel like he would be like Marcus. That is inaccurate. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Well, that's the thing. Me and him are having a Facebook fight right now. Facebook and text fight, calling each other gay and figuring out the best ways to burn each other. Mr. Kevin Barnett. Yeah, Kevin Barnett. He's gay. Kevin Barnett, ladies and gentlemen, not. <laughs> Not, not gay. Very gay. Uh, but I, I, whenever I heard the tone, I for some reason pictured a Jamaican woman. Uh, and then, oh, and uh, Kevin said that when last time he was in Jamaica, the number one song on the radio uh, was uh, "Burn the Chichi," uh, which Chichi is the name for.
for uh, one of the names of a uh, well, a gay slur in Jamaica. Great, sounds yeah. like an awesome like, place. Burn on the chichi, step on the chichi, and it's like wow. Set the chichi on fire. Holy shit. Hey man, um, when you, I mean, gosh, you know, there's no, I don't, I can't put it in in my like white went to graduate school hyper liberal world. I I can't even find uh, cultural relativism in order to be able to justify that. Be like, well, if you look at it in context and understand what, like, that's just fucking wrong. Some yeah. shit's just wrong. Yeah, that's. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. And you can't blame the colonial oppressor for it. You no, can just no, say no, no. that's fucked up, ignorant, and wrong. Actually, you can bl- blame Rastafarianism for it. Yeah. But Are they anti-gays? Oh, God, yes. Was Bob Marley anti-gay? Uh, I don't know about Bob you Marley. You know some but... homosexuals did his face makeup for TV at one point. <laughs> they probably put some pancake on him. But I do know that like Rastafarianism is a, a, a homophobic religion. Well... I've I've decided that there's no excuse for people being homophobic. Me um, yeah. I mean, oh, I was raised not. Catholic as hell, and you know, I fucking love a gay. So, yeah. <sighs> I mean, you have to. There has to be something inside you that's like, wait a second. I've been told these people are evil my whole life, but are they really? You have to at least have care, have doubts that it's true. That yeah. if you're told a whole group of people is evil for one way or another, you gotta be like, is it really true? Unless the people who are evil are murderers. Well, I think uh, you know, and there's. I think that, like, just recently, and I I really do think that the internet has given people, because whenever you were younger and you could tell people, like, oh, yeah, all of those people suck, you didn't know any better Uh because you didn't see those people. You didn't know them. You never met them. And now with with the internet, then you can get to meet those people and you can get to see them. They're like, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, they're, they're fine. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, your your ideas are idiotic and stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. But here's actually that's why we got to heal the digital divide so everybody gets enough access to the internet and can go look at P Flag, <laughs> which is a great organization that I think our young man should check out. And and here's something related to that is uh, something that our friend Nick Cave told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, "Not we, real Nick Cave. Not real Nick Cave, but the kid." Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "Fun fact: We had a gay gay kid commit suicide at our school." That's so uh, sad. He said it was in his grade too, and uh, it was like last. Last year, but he didn't know him at all. Well, you know what's fucked up about that is that, in a way, that kid probably paved the way for some of the acceptance he's experiencing. Yeah. I know that's real fucked up, but it probably really shook up some of the kids and may have started a conversation in the school that ended up benefiting people. I'm sure it did. Yeah, without a doubt. Oh, my God. So that that was terrible, but you know what? It... it, it, at least something good came out. Maybe of it. something good came maybe, out of that. Maybe tragedy, something good you know? came out of it. So, Ugh. so yeah. So Nick Cave, thank you so much for listening. And I wish s- that kid was still alive, though. Then you guys could be sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> be awesome. Uh, and he said that it was like a dream. It felt like a dream to hear us talk about him. Oh, that's awesome. So, so yeah, thank well, you very much. You know, I love. I think it's very. Uh, you know, it's brave because for Chris Rock in particular to be like, you know, to talk about. When, when he talked about gay, he talked about this years and years ago um, when he was like, everybody here has at least a gay cousin. You knew he was gay when you guys were kids because, you know, like you were doing whatever and you were playing whatever and he was skipping rope. And he's like, he was gay. He just didn't have anybody to be gay with yet. Yeah. Um, and I hope that Nick Cave finds someone to be gay with. 
But I mean, don't do the thing that a lot of young gay men do, which is just like out because you're dealing with the shame and the desperation. Um, go on like Grinder or some shit, which you probably didn't even know existed, and now I just told you. Uh, fuck. Um, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And find some like dude to anonymously hook up with or something. I don't like give away your cherry in some club bathroom. That's nasty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's don't give in all the bullshit and all the stereotypes and all that. I think if you want to uh, see. I think, like, a great window into, uh, like, I guess, I think, like, a gay, like, the gay adult lifestyle, mm-hmm. like, how it actually is, is uh, the new web series, my favorite web series out right now, uh, It Gets Betterish. Yes, starring Elliot Glazer and Brent Sullivan. Fucking hilarious. Like, one of, I think everyone, everyone should check this out, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, if you're, like, a like a younger gay person and you, you're just not really sure what what's going on, if you watch that then you realize that everybody is the same mm-hmm. everyone is weird everyone is fucked up we all have the same problems we all have the same weird things it's just gay people deal with things a little bit they have different things to deal with mm-hmm. but we all deal with them in the in the same way uh and i think that i think that'll help out yeah and it's also just i mean oh god it's so funny and if you decide to have butt sex take it from me your straight mostly older sister do something. We got to wash out the butt. Yeah, wash it out, man. All right. So, uh, thank you very much. And you know, we've had we've had a lot of we're getting a lot of love notes here, which is really nice. Um, and it, I, I'll only read like a little part of this one, but this is from um, Jillian Grassy, who is a musician, incredibly talented musician, out of Philadelphia. You can check her out at JillianGrassy.com. It's Jillian with a G. Uh, it's G I L L I A N G R A S S I E dot com, and she's Twitter.com Jillian Grassy, SonicBids.com slash Jillian Grassy Music. Really talented girl. Um, beautiful, beautiful music. Harp music. She does. She plays harp, mm. and she is kind of like uh, Regina Spectory in some ways. If we're looking for a comparison, uh, I dig her. I, I love her stuff. It's beautiful. She said, "Just wanted to send you guys a note saying I've been listening to your podcast, Sex and Other Human Activities, and also uh, Abling and Top Hat. Hey, thank you. Um, the New York City Crime Report and last podcast Ooh. on the left. Yeah, for months now, and I think you two are some of the most brilliant, fabulous, hilarious, and clever sex pots I've ever heard. Mm. Well." I see you've got ears, Jillian. <laughs> you two make almost any human activity better, and I can credit you with helping me to achieve fitness goals. Oh my God, can you help me achieve mine? <laughs> Maybe I should listen to her music and start running. Most recently, ran my first half marathon back in September. Sweet. Stay sane during long transits between tour dates, and basically saving my relationship by keeping my boyfriend and I laughing when we felt like killing each other during an especially grueling drive from California to Pennsylvania in an impossibly overstuffed '94 Suzuki Sidekick last week. <laughs> I think your work is on par with some of my other favorite shows, including The Moth, WNYC Radio Lab, and This American Life, and was thrilled to hear, Sarah, that you'll be appearing on The Ladder. I would love to appear on The Ladder. I'm actually appearing on the parody of This American Life, <laughs> a podcast called This American Wife, yeah. which is incredible. The voice actors are amazing. Like they, It's such attention to detail. Like Best Ira Glass impression you'll ever hear. It's actually yeah. called This American Wife, and it's done by a guy named Eric Martin and some other folks. And it's awesome. Um... Dude, you should totally uh, go to my release party. She's saying she's thinking of going to the release party. She pre-ordered AgFab. Thank you. Um, And she says, I think that your take on the sex podcast genre is refreshing, honest, healthy, and hugely entertaining. It's wonderful to have a source for sex positive, body positive, women positive, men positive, queer positive, mental health positive talk that hasn't had all the comedic value sucked out of it by the usual 
positive PC vernacular. Thank you so much, dude. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, whenever I read that, was whenever she compared us to Radiolab and This American Life, which are the two podcast, the very two first two podcasts I ever listened to, mm-hmm. and two of my biggest influences and in the types of things that I kind of aspire to, mm-hmm. I literally stood up in my room, jumped up and down, uh, and uh, laughed my ass off. Oh, that's so awesome! Because it was like, like that's the best. You were like, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's seriously the best compliment. Like that yeah, that man. was that that's just God, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jillian. Go to Jilliangrassi dot com. G I L L I A N G R A S S I E dot com to to hear her hauntingly beautiful music, which reminds me, um gosh, what is the artist that she reminds me of? I don't know, it's like some haunting pretty it's definitely got like a folky thing going on um she she and it's not just harp music i mean that's what she, her instrument that she plays but um it, it's just good you just listen to her yeah she's great don't be an asshole yeah. <laughs> don't fucking listen to her music it's great um yeah so the other human activity that i wanted to talk about is uh is is doing a mu- comedic commentary being a talking head on a cable show, mm-hmm. okay? For those of you who don't know, like, stuff like I Love the 80s. Is I Love the 80s still on? I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't had cable TV in, like, five years. I don't, you know, there's the VH1 show is when you turn them on and it's just a bunch of, of video clips and then comedians making fun of them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Right. So there used to be a show called Best Week Ever that did that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and there's, you know, shows on VH1 and Fuse, True TV. Uh, I don't know if MTV does stuff like that anymore. But, um, you know, you've got, you've got shows like that all over the damn place. Well, MTV... Uh, to just uh, release Guy Code. Right, which with Mr. Has... Jordan Carlos. Voiceovers by my friend Jeremy Redleaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, also featuring uh, Damon, Damian Lemon, who's one of my oh. who's one of my favorite comedians in the city. Uh, and what I love about this sh- that show is uh, they tone his blackness down like so much. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you watch it, you're like, he's He's a lot blacker than that. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Now, what does that mean to you, Marcus? Let's talk about it. Uh, just pretty much he, he looks less black. They de-black he dresses, him? He dresses more like a white guy. Marcus, what does a white guy dress like? Uh, I'm going to cut this out. You're so fucking racist. <laughs> no, don't cut out because I was just fucking with you. I was just fucking with you. I know like what I, you're talking about. Like I said, I was like... <laughs> no, keep it in, man. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Black people. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if we were really racist and then I like really? pointed out that your girlfriend is black Jewish? Oh my god, your girlfriend is like your girlfriend would be is kryptonite for hateful people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what she told me the other night is that if one of my ancestors burst into the room uh while we were together, they would immediately murder both of us. Well, first of all, let's talk about the British aspect. Exactly. So your anti-colonial ancestors. No, my yeah, my my family's would my be like family colonial is, oppressor. Like my family has been in uh, America for like 300 years. Uh so yeah. They'd be mad about that. They'd be definitely be mad about the Jewish thing. The black thing would just confuse them. They'd be like <laughs> Like how does that what? Uh, what what and and then the fact that she's a woman who wears pants would bother them also. <laughs> yeah, I would be uh, that would be a, a traitor, uh, both country and race. They'd be so mad. Yeah, they'd be they'd be very mad. And they'd be like, why does she vote? <laughs> and and who taught her how to read? A woman who can read and she's black. What? Yeah, let's just agree that your ancestors probably wouldn't approve. And you know what? Probably, maybe her ancestors wouldn't either, depending on which ancestry, you know, you're picking. Like, mostly back in the day, 
people didn't like it when people hung out with slash had sex with and fell in love with um, people who looked different or sounded different. Yeah, they didn't like that for some odd I can't get it. Uh, and in a lot of places, they're still that way. Even yeah. in these United States sometimes. Like, I don't fucking get it at all. So, like, if you, if you love someone, you love someone. Uh, I don't know why I just made that noise. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. Um, all right, so... If you're doing, if you're going to be a talking head, here's here's the way it goes. Because I'm doing a show, I'm doing a show for Fuse tomorrow. And general, what happens when you see those people going like Kim Kardashian, way to fall down, and then they show a <laughs> clip of Kim falling down? That person wrote that joke the night before. Yeah. Because they send you the videos or the clips or whatever that they're going to show you, and they have you write jokes ahead of time. So you write as many as you can, and you go in and you do a bunch of takes, and um, and then they just cut it all together, and, and they bring in tons of comedians to do it. Um, most of the time they don't pay. Sometimes they do pay, which is exciting. This Fuse thing pays, which I'm thrilled about. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all of that is, you know, it's very, it's actually very scripted because all of the jokes are approved ahead of time. So it's not like, so when you see it and you're like, wow, if you ever are naive enough to see it and go, Wow, those comics sure are quick. No, we're not. No, the, those uh, th- those jokes have been worked on for uh, some. We've had a few days to work on. Yeah, it. you've had a while. You, they know exactly what they're gonna what they're gonna be watching, what they're gonna be commenting on, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, and I have to go home and watch a flow ride of video, which will be a first <laughs> for me. I'm very excited about that. And it took me a while to realize that flow rider was Florida. A uh, holy shit! I didn't yep. know that. See. Yeah, didn't fl- know, did you? I was thinking like, like he just rides the flow. No, yeah. Florida, Flor, Florida. Isn't that exciting? Ah, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very exciting. All right, fuckers. So uh, that's it for us today. Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns, Sarah at sarahbenincasa.com special requests and I would like to specially request that those of you who are in the New York City metro area come hang out with us on Saturday Mm -hmm. January 14th Uh, we are having a big old party here at the creek creek creeklic.com Marcus and I will be doing a live half hour version of this show at 10.30pm but there's a bunch of great comedy shows before and after and I'll also I'll be on a show called we're all friends here at 7.30pm which uh, in which it's a show with me and Rebecca Trent, the mm-hmm. owner of the Creek and the Cave, will both be on that show. Uh, and it's a show where people, uh, where you essentially talk about the most personal things in your entire life and your past and your present and all that. Uh, you can come hear me talk about shit that I won't even talk about on this show. Wow. Yeah. Stuff, stuff that I, because I'll talk about it live because it's said once mm-hmm. and that's it. Is it going to be recorded or no? No, it's not. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's only, it's a, it's a one time thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you can, you can hear me talk about shit that I, I won't talk about on here. Wow. And I'm pretty open with my shit. Spookity spooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, my past is spooky. Dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All Whenever right. I send it to uh, send the topics to uh, the host, Mark Norman, one of my favorite comedians in the city, mm-hmm. also on a lot of talking head shows, uh, his only response was, yowza. Oh, he, that man, to just to get Mark Norman to sit down and just have a straight conversation, it's, a, it, it's something I need to do. I've done it once, maybe twice. I've never done it. Yeah. I haven't tried hard, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to try hard and be like, let's talk, because that man is a joker. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is yeah. a jokester. Yeah, yeah. He's got a... Very funny he's, guy. He's uh, one of those comedians that's got a shell about a mile thick. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot of darkness underneath. It's interesting that he's doing a show where he gets other people to expose their darkness, but does he ever expose it? What about you, Mark? Where's Where's the inside Mark Norman? Where's little Mark inside? He, he actually did on the last uh, show. Did he cry? Yeah. He did? Yeah. He cried on the last show? Yep. He cried. He cried. He was interviewed. Well, he almost broke down. But, yeah. <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, let it all down. That's what's fucked up about us performer types is that sometimes we can't sitting one on one. We can't get into something, but like you know, if we do it in front of a group, we can. I mean, I had an incident where I was seeing somebody and uh, I talked about some problems we were having on this show, and he was like, "Why didn't you tell me about that?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "You talked about it on the podcast. You didn't talk to me about it." And I was like, "Oh, yes, correct. Sometimes I have problems relating to people." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, still emotionally retarded I am. Hooray. Yep. All right, dudes. Um, have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Um, masturbate, not in public, and uh, and love yourselves. And we love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Be sure to go to capecomedyradio.com.